Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is NFL Trend Zone. I am Dustin Baker here with Wesley Johnson and Jason Bowen. We are concluding week five, going through the items that stood out in that week and transitioning to week six. You've got the Bills and Chiefs and a Herculean regular season matchup in Kansas City this week. We're going to go through all the stuff that we're looking for in week six. Foremost, though, football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your confirmed source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus. It's actually free money, I kid you not, with your first deposit. Make sure to use this promo code, though, B-L-E-A-V, believe, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. We set sights on week six and week five in the rear view. Our usual format tonight, going to go through the items that surprised us, raised eyebrows in week five, and stuff that is salivating for week six. Wes, Jason, how are you tonight? Good sirs. Doing Doing very well. (laughs) Excellent. All right, let's jump in. Uh, Just three of us. Cody is ill tonight. We wish him well wishes and hope he gets back next Wednesday for the show. Um, We have, uh, I think, about three things apiece that jumped off the page for us. My first one, uh, it's really always good to start a show with some Packer bashing. Uh, My take from week five is that the Packers are suddenly mortal. Usually at this time of the season, they've gotten over their week one turd and then just turned on the gas and there's no looking back. Well, they basically did that until they had to go to London for the first time and somehow the upstart Giants upended them. And I'm not here to write the obituary for the Packers, but what I did want to call out is that some folks in the Packers media are frustrated with the team and Aaron Rodgers. And that's noteworthy because normally he can do no wrong. I don't know if they universally love him always because he's been quite the character in the last two off seasons. However, uh, one of the prominent Packers reporters, Peter Bukowski uh, tweeted just a lot of shade at Aaron Rodgers saying he was basically a buffoon in the off season who did more podcasts than practicing. And he looks like a guy who did more podcasts than practicing and acting <laughs> to his new teammates. So uh, of course I come from a bike Vikings backbone and background, and I'm excited to see the Vikings in the front of the division for the first time in a long time. But this Packers team, of course, will probably end up 11 and six, something like that. They just don't feel quite as regular season daunting as they typically do. So Packers, not being quite the juggernaut that they usually are in the middle of October is my first surprising takeaway, chiefly because they lost to the Jants. Uh, Jason, what is yours, sir, from week five? Well, you know, and I'm going to just before I get into mine, I'm going to mm-hmm. piggyback on that one a little bit. And God, is Brian Dayball really that good of a coach? I think he just might be. I mean, I remember you guys remember me talking on the pot of last year about when the Broncos were going to begin their coaching hire. I was pretty high on him. So it, yeah. it's good to see him um, do real well. And, and I guess, you know, 
the question that gets asked in Denver is why didn't we interview him? I mean, everybody's but who we have now, right? I mean, everybody, we should have gotten O'Connell. I mean, you heard it that way, but, um, you know, I think that we'll just have to give this a little bit more time still. Um, but th- the reason they never even brought Dayball in is because it was pretty, pretty confirmed he was going to New York. Um, my first uh, surprise, I guess, and it, maybe it really shouldn't be, but the Patriots, I mean, <laughs> just crushing the Lions. And for a couple different reasons with their backup quarterback, right? Uh, third string. Third string guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that a couple times uh you know, this week, uh, obviously it played out in the Patriots favor, which is just incredible. Um, so it's, it's good to see that I think, but what happened? I mean, two surprises with the lions, number one, that they didn't score anything. Cause I think prior to this week, they were like one of the top offenses number in one. football. Mm-hmm. The 30, top. 35.5 yes. points. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And, and then, and then, the, and then I just realized this as we went on air, they're one and four. <laughs> yeah, that's one, one of four. The, that's one the of my way final we, talking points. So I'm going to say we, we went, we, we've gone on about the Lions for the last couple of weeks. And I'm thinking they're sitting there thinking that they're in the two and three, three and two hodgepodge. <laughs> and then I look at it, they're, they're one and four. Same exact situation as that we were in last year when I said, yeah. well, maybe they're not bad. Maybe they're not bad. And geez, what a, they, they have hoodwinked me. I, I thought that they had a better record than that. But wow, man, they laid an egg. Incredible. Yeah, Jason, that that is my final one. So I'll have to adapt on the fly. I better ch- better <laughs> chime in now. Uh, we went from thinking the Lions were a fringe playoff team on Hard Knocks with a coach who's badass to Campbell being on the hot seat. <laughs> yes. yep. no, I, not right. just not just my theories. Like he's on the Vegas sportsbook hot seat as one of the coaches likely to be fired. So at the end of the I guess five weeks of the season, I was going to say at the end of the day, it's same old shit. It's just that yeah, they right. happen it to is. score a lot of points. It is. And, and I, I saw I saw a hot take the other day, the other day, or maybe it wasn't even a hot take, but it, it was headlined why why the Lions shouldn't fire Dan Campbell. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why would they? I mean, they're doing okay. But then I, <laughs> then I just catch their record tonight for the I don't know. Yeah, wow. the only t- only team they beat was the Commanders, and that feels like a million years ago now. Yeah, because when the when the when the Vikes barely beat him, I'm like, well, he, he, he had to chalk that up because we were talking about that. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, because the Lions are different this year, right? So if the Vikings beat him, what's going to be said? Is it just uh, it's just the Lions, or is that that they beat a good team? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep, they're one and four and heading towards or in the basement as as always. <laughs> HBO did them no favors. All right, Wes, we're finally to you, sir. What's your first biggie from Week Five? Yeah, let's jump. Back on bashing the Packers here. Awesome. Um, yeah, they. I, I don't. I wouldn't even call it went to London and laid an egg. I, you know, I just think that they are not playing good. Um, you spoke of how uh, the week prior they matched up and they they beat New England, but they they barely scraped by that game against uh, third stringer having to fill in. So with no practice during the week third stringers don't get practice time at all uh they run scout team if if anything uh and they barely scrape by them same for scraping barely scraping by tampa now tampa they didn't they weren't the juggernaut team that they have been the last two years they were down um running you know wide receiver fours and fives out there for for brady so it wasn't necessarily a um 
Brady led offense, like, you know, we're all used to seeing. So um, I think this team's in trouble. I think the national media has overhyped them and, you know, they probably will be in the playoffs um, just because the rest of the NFC isn't uh, all that great. They don't have too many people to beat, but um, I I haven't seen it yet from them uh, that they're anything special. Uh, Giants, on the other hand, I've been um, hoisting up. I I do like what Dable's been doing with them uh, to to jump on what Jason was saying and um, getting off to this start in the NFC East is only going to benefit them. Uh, NFC East could realistically send three teams to the playoffs, and I don't, I don't think any of anybody on this panel would have said <laughs> that at the beginning of the season. Uh, two years ago, I did. I was a year early, <laughs> as you guys like to say. Two years ago, I did. Uh, two more things on the Packers, West. This is the first time probably since 2017 that I can say with a straight face when it comes to the Packers, I'm like, bring them on. I don't care yeah. if it's in their building, in our building, in the playoffs. I'm not because of how how decent the Vikings look and their roster talent coaching staff. Usually you go into Packer week and you're like, oh, God, here we go. And this now, because of the combination of Packers just take being a step below what they usually are in the Vikings being four and one, I'm like, all right, well, we're going to, we can win the division. And if they, if we need to play them for it, good. And then secondarily, I saw Mike Zimmer was trending and I thought to myself, oh, oh God, what do we do this time? You know, what, <laughs> what do we blame him for? But uh, that was on Twitter today because some Packer fans and prominent voices are calling for him. Uh, to Joe Barry to be fired as defensive coordinator and install Mike Zimmer, which I don't know if you can just install a Zimmer defense in a week, but that's what they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the latest and hot thing out of green Bay is that they need Zimmer to the rescue for the defense. Uh-huh. We'll do that. We'll do the four, three double a gap blitz in a bye week or so. <laughs> uh, my next one from week five is uh, the sudden, two horse race in the AFC West between the chiefs and the chargers. The chiefs uh, will have a gargantuan game this weekend as home underdogs to the bills, but the chargers have suddenly made themselves relevant at three and two after was, did they start? Oh, and two. They started. I have it here. Uh, no, they started one to one. Okay. All right. Well, we all, we always thought the division was going to be daunting and it still and then could fell be. to one and two. Okay, and yeah, that must have been what it was. But yeah, that that the AFC West that was so un, unwinnable or nobody would get out of it alive has quietly become kind of a two-horse race between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, and I don't know, it just kind of feels like the Chiefs are, are marching without Tyreek Hill, just like Cody predicted a month ago, a month and a half ago, and they get more impressive by the week. Jason, what's your next one? Um. My next one is the is the Dolphins um, Jets. I wasn't I wasn't too uh, shocked, obviously, that the Jets pulled it off. Um, uh, you know, uh, you have your backup quarterback Teddy. I think went down in the first. I mean, first drive. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, and he hit his head yeah. just like Tua. Oh, it's so unfortunate mm-hmm. to see that, and and for Teddy too, because I know he's you know I mean he's such a serviceable, likable guy as long as he can just stay on the field. And I know he's battled injuries throughout his career, but then you know, so you got your third string guy in there. It, it's interesting to me how that how the Jets 
won that game. And it has me thinking of a lot of other things along with that five rushing touchdowns, four different players that that scored those. That's the second time I've mentioned that this year already. Mm-hmm. Right. Not not with, with who else did that earlier this year? Do you guys remember talking about that? Yeah. Oh, God, um, I, for, I forget who it was. Nonetheless, though. Well, Taysom the, Hill almost did it in a, by himself <laughs> in, in the game. Yeah, so. he did. He did. And, and, and I say and I think unless you're God and this is this is probably too way too earlier, way too bold of a take. But unless you're the, the Chiefs or the Bills. You need to run the ball. I think running the ball is is just it's and and the and the Broncos proved how important you need a running game as well. I just think the passing is on its way out, especially with uh, the the new the the defense that they're all running now. The what is it? The cover two dropping. You know the the Fangio apparently originated that, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of defenses are copying it. I don't know. I just think putting up forty points with all rushing touchdowns is remarkable. It was week one Eagles over the Lions. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yep. Yep. It was Hurts, Gainwell, Boston Scott, and Miles Sanders who finally yeah. scored a touchdown after not scoring a touchdown at all last year. And then and then you got Zach Wilson, who mm-hmm. who had a serviceable like 14 for 21, 240 <laughs> yards or 200, you know, whatever it was, no touchdowns. Perfect. That just took <laughs> took me back to the 90s. I mean, and 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 uh I, you know, I hope kind of we can get back there because I think the defenses that the teams are running now have finally caught up to the pass happy teams. And like, like I said, unless you're the Bills or the Chiefs that can just do it at will. Yeah. Um, and obviously the the Vikings do a pretty good job at it too, but they but they run it too. Uh Wes on on Jason's point about the Jets taking care of business 40 to 17. Uh, I said on my show an hour ago with Brian McKinney that this felt like a game where the Vikings would probably find a way to lose on the road. Just didn't feel like their element. The team maybe isn't that good. And this will be a game that they drop. And I was leaning towards my heart was saying, you got to pick the dolphins to, you know, for the accuracy of it all. But then this afternoon, I settled on the fact that the jets beat their ass 40 to 17 with Skylar mm-hmm. Thompson as the quarterback. And that gave me the, the comfort that I needed to pick the Vikings. So on that beatdown that Jason's talking about, that's how I applied it to Minnesota. What's your next week five takeaway? Uh, my next week five takeaway is uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, this is a team that historically we've watched and they've been propped up by their defense. And that's not the case this year. Um, the offense is kind of, carrying them and keeping them in most of these games. Uh, if you have um, fantasy start sit options uh, and you have a player going up against the Seattle defense, plug them in. Um, we've seen so far this season, players have uh, really good games against the Seahawks. I don't have it in front of me here, but it looks like they are giving up about 27 points a game at least, uh, which is it's pretty good for an um, it'd be way more than that if Denver would have scored more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> on the right. on the what was I gonna say? Something I lost my train of thought there on the Seahawks. <laughs> my goodness, it doesn't usually happen. Uh yeah, let's they're, see. They're, they're putting up a lot of points too, though. 
keys. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're Gino Smith them. is is balling out. Um, we're going to get to see a lot of Ken Walker, their uh, rookie running back, as uh, Rashad Penny went out with a another uh, season long injury, and where I faded a lot of the uh, Seattle wide receivers in fantasy, they are doing just fine with uh, Geno Smith under center. How long, Wes, do you think this Geno stuff lasts? Does it just keep going? I think so. I think so. I mean, the like I, I mentioned, the defense is not the Pete Carroll defense of yesteryear. It's bad. And <laughs> the only way to combat that is to be, um, you know, lights out on offense and, and chucking the ball. And they, they seem to have a system that works. Um, you know, five games into the season, uh, you'd figure if this was a fluke, uh, some of these teams would start to figure it out. Uh, the Saints being one of them. Saints are um, pretty good defensive team. So I, yeah. Uh, you almost have to wonder because aside from the Legion of Boom in the like early to mid 2010s, their defense hasn't been that good. You're almost going to wonder if Pete Carroll is an offensive-minded coach. <laughs> I mean, really, you almost got to wonder that because their defense hasn't been that great since, you know, since what, 2015, 16? Yep. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, but they have always had the good offense. So everybody's like, well, you know, I mean, I got I it just it's weird. You almost have to think that Pete Carroll might have offensive <laughs> tendencies. Because he has, he's ignored his defense. He really has. It's like the the junior Belichick thing where he's just good at both, but technically <laughs> yeah. he's a defensive coach. But then yeah. you forget that and you're like, no way, he's the offensive mastermind, isn't he? Because they've had multiple <laughs> offensive coordinators in that time too. Yeah, didn't matter. I mean, their offense has always been good. Maybe <laughs> said, well, it was because of Russ, but it wasn't really because of Russ. Maybe it was because of Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, well, you have to start after after what Ross has been doing. It's like that has to be one of the theories. It's like, well, God, <laughs> was he a system quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carol, I mean, we're talking about Brady and Belichick. Well, we know it was probably both. Right. But Brady was just able to adapt to other systems. And then you got Russ, <laughs> who clearly needed fucking Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my at least, goodness. At least for now. Uh, my final <laughs> one of the week. I'm going to split it uh, to the time. Uh, we were woefully wrong about the Jaguars. And why do I say that? They lost at home to the Texans. So the little parade that we did two weeks ago celebrating how good they were on offense and defense per EPA per play was premature. So we were wrong about that. I was wrong about that. Cody was wrong about that. They are a run of the mill team that's growing, growing pains. And then secondarily, I already did the Lions one and about how it's time to fire Dan Campbell after we thought that he was going to be coach of the year uh, is that Carson Wentz is alienating another team. Uh, Ron Rivera came out and basically said the quarterback is one of the issues that's causing us problems. And this will be the third stop in three or four years for Wentz. Like the confounding tour of what the hell happened. That guy continues because uh, Ron Rivera, I mean, he, he wasn't over some of the, the, snippets that were taken were unfair. I mean, what's wrong with this team? The quarterback. That's not what he said. He said we have to continue to get better with the quarterback, uh, but it's it, 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 he was identified as a problem. And Ron Rivera usually coaches at least an average team. So we shall see how that one settles out. What's your final takeaway from week five, Jason? My, my final takeaway is that uh, the, <laughs> the uh, 
man, I, I, I got, well, I got two of them. Yeah. Number one, w- w- were the Broncos fleeced? Is Russ <laughs> good? He's got to be. I, I mean, he has to be. But God, how can he miss? So uh, anyway, that's not really it. My my final one isn't uh, is, is just kind of a shocker that I that I went through during the day, and it's the and it's the Vikings game. Believe it or not, it it that first half of watching that team play, it was like wow, that is perfect offensive play, and I think they were up by a significant amount. And 18. then I find eighteen. What was what was the score at halftime? 21-3 or 21-3. Yep. I think that's for, yeah. um, everything was clicking. It was beautiful. I was watching. I even tweeted something about it. Watching it was making me mad uh, <laughs> just because I was so, you know, envious of what they were doing there. And it was just, you know, the, the, the passing and cousins start and how just flawless it looked. And then, you know, I quit watching it. Um, but then I, <laughs> didn't they, then what happened in the second half? So I guess that's what I'm asking you guys. Yeah, it's the same shit that's been happening uh, since week two. Uh, they've been a terrible third quarter team. They've been outscored 33 to six. And it's like whatever they do at halftime is not it. They come out and look like garbage and then it's over in the third quarter. Right. When the, the horn his hits for the fourth quarter, they're back <laughs> and all yeah, sides of the ball stand that, up and they win. That's bizarre. But yeah, yep. either way, seeing what they're what they're capable of, um, you know, in that first that first half of football, offensive football was beautiful. And that, and I'm not surprised at all about that. I mean, I think it's great to see. Um, I was just surprised at turning the game off and then looking at it afterwards. <laughs> it's like, whoa, geez, something happened there. Yeah, that's kind of what happened against the Saints. Kind of what happened against the Lions, where especially against the Lions, they got a lead. I think it was only a nine pointer, but then they just clumsily allow the other team back into it. <laughs> only a nine point lead, man. When I wouldn't <laughs> give one of those. Oh my god. Uh, so let's good. see. Um, Wes, what is your final uh, takeaway from week five? Final takeaway. Um, I definitely want to touch on Denver. Um, I, I won't spend too much time on it because I, Please I don't do. want to <laughs> uh, cut Jason any deeper than he's been cut. But, oh, man, um, it's already been it's already been done, man. I, I mean, I enjoy it now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I think it's we were like, all sitting here last Thursday and just saying, what the hell is this? What, what kind of product is the NFL outputting? Um, it was a painful game to watch. I honestly thought that the Broncos would kick a field goal and we'd wind up in a tie. It, it was, it was a fitting game to end in a tie with eight field goals being kicked and made in. Um, I, I have to say that this week six Monday night football game, uh, in LA against the chargers is, um, likely a must win game for the Broncos. Uh, they have a, their, their schedule lightens up and it's a little easier after this game, but, um, I think for their own fandom, they have to come out. Uh, they have to look somewhat consistent on offense and and show that you know the preseason hype was um, was worthy. Uh, anything less than that, and I think it's going to be uh, a long season for them, regardless of where they they end up at. Oh, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. 
you're stealing my thunder again, but I'll use it as a segue. Um, yeah, I have it right down here in my number two. Uh, Broncos need a season-saving win. Uh, I have that down in bold print because that's what it's come to. Last week, I said if they somehow lost, which they did, that their new ceiling is about nine and eight. And I actually believe they can still get there because I I, I refuse to believe, and I think it's absolute nonsense that you know Russell Wilson always wasn't very good and you know that Carroll did all no I I just don't believe that guy was money I watched with my own eyes over and over against the Vikings he was a terrific quarterback and I still think he'll get back there and against a rival the hated Chargers on the road this would be an apropos way to get back on track because they're only two and three they're not zero and five or some shit they can get right back into it but the cautionary tale is I think between LeBron James or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, the bar has been set so high for guys to obviously be good into their 30s and even 40s. And sometimes quarterbacks actually do slow down at this age of 34. You'll recall the bad part of Jay Cutler that surfaced at age 34. Donovan McNabb went to the uh, Washington Commanders and then the Vikings at age 34 and 35 and was done. So there is a small chance that there was some hoodwinking and that Russ has started a decline a lot sooner than Brady, Rodgers, and Breeze. Now, I don't think that that's there, but I want to get it out in the stratosphere that it's not just some guarantee that a good Hall of Fame-bound quarterback is going to be good till he's 40. They don't all do that. Like It's like the LeBron. We know he's going to be a top. Some people will say eight. I'll say top five player this season. And we're like, well, of course he is. He's LeBron. The dude is old. He's in season 20. And so I think we take for granted what other greats have done. Roger Federer playing till he was 41 or whatever it was. And um, there's always a chance that Russ isn't quite as good because age caught up to him sooner. Uh, regardless, I do believe that the Broncos have enough. They're, they're playing good defense. Nobody cares about that. It's just that they look like morons on offense and they got to figure that out. Yeah, and I the hardest thing for me to understand is in watching that game just opened my eyes to the fact of wait a minute here. So the KJ Hamler in that last play. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I mean, what are you doing? You need to be I mean, so is is this, I don't know. I don't know. I never watched, I guess, enough of Russell Wilson to know if he's capable of reading the field, reading defenses, getting to his second or third read, or certainly a wide open receiver, or if he's just, because he was locked in on Cortland Sutton the entire time. $250 million quarterbacks don't do that, do they? <laughs> No, and this is new. No, he he wasn't a one-trick pony before. He, the guy has been marvelous for yeah. all of his career. And thankfully yeah, and, for his and, sake, he had the defense to prop him up early on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then, and I mean, it's like, you know, and then there's there's comments coming out of, well, his, his old teammates didn't like him. And then <laughs> maybe, maybe now Hamler, you know. But, I mean, the dude is a class act, right? I mean, I, I witnessed what he does every single day at camp. I mean, he stays, he's there earliest. I mean, he stays literally 45 minutes after camp ends while other guys are walking and leaving with their families. He's still out there working. You know what I mean? Like I at least had the privilege of witnessing that. I mean, this, that none of that is an act. No. (laughs) Right. I mean, and yeah, he's corny. says those cliches and stuff, but I mean, he seems like an overall genuine good man. 
I don't want to have these ill feelings toward him. <laughs> but I even think I tweeted something that was, is that guy freaking uh, Bo Callahan from draft day? <laughs> Did he not have anybody invited to his birthday party? No teammates? Did no teammates show up? And if not, why, we need to figure out why that was. Oh. Those kind of thoughts. But I can't see that. I can't imagine. I don't know. But he needs to be better. He knows it. And God, how awful it's got to feel for both him and Hackett. Yeah, I don't think we'll pull up their schedule. You might have it memorized. I got If they do win against Chargers, I got to see what's next up to figure out. You got the re- Jets next, followed by the Jags. Oh, wow. And then, um, then the Titans. Oh, they got a nice little run. Okay, yeah, if, it, if they can win this game, they're off prime time. Thank God. Yeah, and then yeah. The Jets, Jaguars, Titans, Raiders, Panthers. Wow, that could really be get right if <laughs> it's a huge if if they yeah don't look like senile. You know, and then down the stretch, you got some tougher games. You got the you got the well you, the preseason tougher games, but I mean mm-hmm. you got you got the Rams, you got the Cardinals, you got you'll have the Chiefs twice. But if I mean if you can get some stack some wins together and get some mm-hmm. confidence going into these the the second half, I mean they, there's still plenty of opportunity. And like I said, they're right in it. They're right in it. I mean, but they, you know they need they, they need to win. Yeah, uh, Monday, and not only do they need to do it, they need to they need to show that this investment was somehow worth it to some degree. Four touchdowns. <laughs> He's got four touchdowns and three interceptions. We have had better than that with, I mean, oh my God, Trevor Simeon. Oh my gosh. I just, I, I just, I can't believe it. I figured, oh man. Oh shit. <laughs> Wes, what's your first uh, look out for in week six? Uh, week six. Let's go back to uh, this Packers Jets game that's upcoming. Uh, it will be in Lambeau. Um, yet another beatable team for the Packers. Um, we'll see. You know what kind of um, game we have. I, I think the Jets will keep it close and ha- have the potential to pull the upset here as well. Um, Saw something from Warren Sharp earlier today. Uh, he notated that um, the Packers have the best uh, pass defense, um, but they are last against uh, play action. Oh, wow. Um, That's weird. Since Zach Wilson's been back, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, they use play action, uh, the second highest usage with Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco, not so much, uh, but with Zach Wilson, they do. So uh, the Packers D is susceptible to play action, and the Jets with Wilson at quarterback are highly, extremely efficient. So there is a recipe there for a potential upset by the Jets. And you think you are you're feeling it in your in your bones that that's going to happen, or you think it's going to be a close game? I think it'll be a close game. Okay. Because um, usually when you make these calls, they're pretty damn spot on. So I'm getting kind of excited. And this is in Lambo, my friend. This is in Lambo. Um, I will likely be picking the Jets on my um, weekly pick 'em pool. Wow. Um, which is actually 
my my luck there is a little different than <laughs> if I were like gambling in Vegas. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I have the Jets as a, a upset in Lambo. Wow, I love it. Um, all right, so my next one is I usually like to call these out. Perhaps you guys have seen a trend is that there are uh, six, two, and three teams that are decent football squads going against each other. And what does that mean? Well, that means that three teams are going to sink to two and four and thus nearly end their season. It is the Patriots at Browns. It's important. The Bengals at Saints. And then the Cardinals, my beloved Cardinals at the Seahawks. All of them are two and three. And so three of those teams will trot out of there thinking, all right, we got a puncher's chance to get back in this thing. And three of them will go to two and four. So if you're just eyeballing it, yeah, New England looks pretty hot. So, uh, so Browns, Saints, I don't even, I, you know, it, they're so evenly matched. Maybe the Bengals have the edge over the Saints, but that's in New Orleans. Uh, it's just these two and three teams that are somehow matched up against each other that all of them are, you could see uh, being a seventh seed or sixth seed in the postseason that we're going to, we're going to fall to two and four. So I always like to point those out each week for the, the long game, Jason, what's your next one? Yeah. Well, and then you got another team like uh, the Cardinals two and three going against the Eagles. So last week, no, this week, I thought we were doing this week. No Cardinals and Eagles. That was my upset pick and the Eagles won. Oh, duh, 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 yep. duh. It's Cardinals yeah. Seahawks this week. Car- yeah, Cardinals Seahawks. Either you way, your that's birds a- mixed up. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Looking at the wrong thing here. Um, Cardinals Seahawks, I think, is a is a is a big game too, right? What so that you, you're looking at a? Are they both two and three too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's another one. Um, now, one would think going into this season that the Cardinals are a far superior team. But as we just, just discussed about the high flying Pete Carroll led <laughs> offense, um, I think that's going to be a good one to see. I think the the winner of this game can get to, can. I would like to think that the Cardinals can get back in it, right? Cause they had uh, preseason playoff aspirations. I don't think anybody gave the Seahawks any kind of chance um, as a matter yeah. of fact, I, I was on this show thinking that they have embraced and are planning for yep. a tank mm-hmm. to get the next quarterback coming out of next year's draft. So I think the winner of this game, you could definitely mark as a playoff hopeful for sure, which is complete opposite of what I would have said six weeks ago. Wes, before I forget, um, we'll get to your next one. So the, the Bucks go to the Steelers and they're big favorites. Isn't this a game where the Steelers could do Steelers shit and pull it out or not quite? Possibly, but this Steelers team, uh, they they don't look like they have it. They uh, With TJ Watt, I think the defense can keep them in most mm-hmm. games, but until he returns, I, I just don't see it. <clears throat> um, I think this year uh, is the year that... Um, Mike Tomlin winds up sub 500. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you this too, before we move on, we were talking about coaches and, and quarterbacks. Was it the coach? Was it the quarterback? God, yeah. yeah I mean, it wasn't Roethlisberger, <laughs> even in the twilight of his career, where most people would say this guy might be costing him games. What? Well, I mean, cause 
you know, they still got a pretty solid crew. Now, granted, they got injuries, you know, and they're piling up. But yeah, I think you might be right. But yeah, Tomlin has never had a losing record, but he's always had Ben. And they have a, yeah. Oh yeah. And they have a weird dynamic in, in Pittsburgh where I think I, I, I have to believe that there's people that are sick of this style of football because yeah, they've never had a losing record, but they also haven't won a playoff game since 2016. And that's gotta get old. Like, yeah. I know Tomlin is awesome. He looks cool. He always is relevant, but at the same time, this is a franchise that should be winning Super Bowls all the time because they're so storied, but I don't know how he gets away with it. Not winning a playoff game since 2016. Marvin Lewis didn't after a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wes, what's your second to last thing for week six? Uh, the second to last thing I will go uh, with the Rams. Yeah. Um, saw something that caught my eye earlier this week. Uh, the, uh, Chicago bears have outscored the Rams on the season. Oh, wow. Um, uh, Rams <laughs> have scored a total of 80 points. Uh, Chicago bears have 86. Um, that is not good for How about, yeah. a team that's Jeez. you know supposed to have a, a genius head coach coming off of the super bowl, uh, with, supposedly their quarterback in place and uh, one of the best uh, wide receivers in the game. Uh, They get the Panthers at home. So this is definitely a game where it should cure their, their woes, but at the same time, you know, it's something to watch moving forward. Uh, Does this offense have the, uh, the punch needed um, to help, carry them into the playoffs hey can i ask let me ask you something about those rams uh and mcveigh didn't they miss the playoffs the la- uh the year after the last time they went to the super bowl i think that they did 2019 yeah because they they made it in 2020 with wafford starting a wild card game with it or something like that mm. yeah they but did yeah, miss well it. yeah well yeah every every super bowl runner-up has a hangover yeah and, and to Rams miss the playoffs. That's incredible. And yeah. it's things like that that make me as a Broncos fan happy. Really? <laughs> Especially weeks like this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if, if McVay can miss the playoffs, then, I mean, maybe there's hope. <laughs> the uh, the thing about the Rams is right now they are experiencing Lions Stafford. And here's one of the most flat-out, utterly false narratives about Matthew Stafford is that, oh, he was always so good, but the Lions screwed it up. That's not true. Stafford had many stretches where he wasn't very good. I've said this one million times. Anytime the Vikings played Stafford and the Lions, I never feared him once because he always threw one dumb fuck throw for an interception, almost like Case Keenum per game where you knew it was coming. And if you intercepted it, you're probably going to win. And uh, there are multiple stretches, even seasons where Stafford was just not really good. And we never... The national media never acknowledges that it was always, oh, they held him back. And he every they make him sound like he was Mahomes out there and the team always just let up 50 points. That's not true. It never was true. So right now they're just seeing what the Lions had for yeah. a long time. And in his defense, there were great stretches where I think he took them Lions to the playoff twice. And last year it was just everything clicked kind of like uh What's this Flacco in 2012 where it all exactly worked. great comparison. Yeah. And Stafford is, I, I like him. I think they'll like the Broncos get back on track, 
but th- this weird Stafford is not new. I swear to God. Yeah. And, th- and then this time he has all kinds of talent around him. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, he, he had offensive talent with the lions, you know, Megatron. Hello people. But it just doesn't really yeah. matter. And uh, yeah. And, yeah. He had plenty of receivers over there too. And, and uh, yeah, Megatron. When the national machine decides it like somebody, then that guy is infallible, and that is Stafford. It was always a sympathy fest for him. And it, it, well, and then you mentioned one. You mentioned the national media. They, they have that infatuation with with the Packers, or is it Rogers? I don't know, but they're probably. I haven't looked at many power rankings uh, this year. No need to. I don't have any interest <laughs> in it. Uh, but normally, when you look right, in the, the the Packers are always top six. Always, mm-hmm. they probably still are. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, that's because it's 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterback play that it's like, I think when you're making your power rankings, you always got to say on a neutral field, who beats who? And usually yeah. you think Rogers is going to mono mono is going to knock off Geno Smith and the Seahawks. And that's your, that's your formula. Yeah. Uh, my final takeaway for the week is an interesting one. I think is the giants are four and one going, they're playing at home to the Ravens and they're six point underdogs. And with foreign OT being six point underdogs usually means that Vegas thinks you're a fraud. And so I'm interested to see if the giants are frauds. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're that good. They're kind of like, I just mentioned about the lions. They don't really scare me, uh, but God, a four and one team being six point underdogs is downright disrespectful. Uh, I want to see what gives if they can hang tough with the Ravens or if they are just paper champions at four and one Jason, what's your final thing? Broncos related or not that you're looking forward to in week six. Well, yeah, you know, hopefully the, the, the Broncos can come out and look somewhat respectable, but um, you know, there's a, obviously chiefs and bills uh, is going to be an awesome game. Um, I cannot wait to watch that. I mean, ever since <laughs> we saw him duke it out and then what happened in the last two minutes of that, that playoff game was just so damn incredible. I still, you know, and then uh, Cowboys Eagles, I think it'll be a great one too. Um, nice division matchup there. And, uh, one of those teams will fall. I don't think it'll be the Eagles, but you never know what the Cooper rush, uh, saga that's happening in front of our very eyes. And God, if that does happen, Oh my goodness. Or is, cause I know Dak has kind of been back into practice a little bit. Is there any expectation on when he comes back? It's not this week. Not this week. Not this week. So God, just imagine, just imagine if Cooper rush goes out there and beats the undefeated Eagles and, (laughs) I mean, and then, and, oh my God! Well, now I want, I, re- I want it to happen because I, I want there to be that circus. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I think Dak's a good quarterback. So I, 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 but the Cowboys, I don't give a shit about. So I want there to be that circus. Yeah. And you know, I mean, God, the Cowboys, you know, you, you know, it's going through Jerry Jones's head, man. Should we just see if we can trade Dak? Well, you still got a lot a- of dead cat money you'd have to eat. Oh yeah. Yeah. I suppose. But you know, you'd have plenty of suitors. I mean, it'd be worth it. You know, yeah. Jerry Jones is rich. I mean, I'm, you know, yeah, I don't know how much dead cap and how much that would affect the team, but you're not paying Cooper. <laughs> yeah, not for, <laughs> I don't even know, was he a rookie? Yeah, I think he was a rookie last year. You know, he's no, licking no, his no, chops. He wasn't. I think this is his third year. God, you know, he's licking his chops. So, Jerry Jones, who knows what he's thinking, but I guarantee he's thinking that. Oh, he's got to, especially if you, like you said, if he wins, it's on, it's, is it in Philadelphia? 
Yes. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. 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 You'd build the statue for Mr. Rush. And now our little <laughs> Halloween gaffe, what the Vikings one, Wes, doesn't look so stupid. And then right. How do you go back? God, how do you go? But that's a real straight cash, homie, is how you go back. Yeah. Man, you got, okay, we're going to get we're going to get Dak back. But I quoted it a few weeks ago. I mean, it'd be like freaking uh, Bartell coming back for the replacements. <laughs> <laughs> uh Wes, a side note on Chiefs Bills. I don't know if you're gonna talk about that, but you and I, my friend, will probably be watching that in a Miami bar or restaurant together. Absolutely. Yep. All right. What's That'd your take us off air with your final item that you're looking for in week six? Yeah, it's definitely uh Bills Chiefs. Uh last time we saw these two teams match up, uh it was a game for the ages, a game where um I don't think anybody really wanted it to end. Um I fully expect this to be a slugfest again. Um, I said it before the season began. I believe the, that this year the Bills finally overcome uh, the Chiefs. I don't know if they necessarily do it this weekend, though. I think um, having the Chiefs as an uh, underdog at home is going to ultimately doom the Bills in this game. Um, I think that'll piss them off, and they'll be able to uh, hold off the Bills' advances in this game, uh, only to fall to them in the playoffs. So I like the Chiefs more than I do the Bills, and I don't have a really good reason for it. I just, I don't know, it's probably the Mahomes stuff. I think he's a better passer of the football than Allen, not by a long shot, but I'd rather have Mahomes than Allen and I might be in the minority. So I would rather the bills win this one. So the chiefs can get, get them back in the playoffs, but I have no good reason for it. All right, gentlemen, anything else before we embark on week six? Yeah, we need uh, thoughts and prayers in Denver land and <laughs> Broncos country. So uh, fans leaving, when overtime kicks off. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. <laughs> that picture that I sent you guys, there's just like 70,000 fans just like me there. <laughs> just spiritual darkness. Bluebirds. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. It's awful. Give us something to cheer for again, Broncos country. Come yeah, on. I think no matter how you get it, even if it's one of those anemic festivals uh 12 to 9 even if you even if it's that if you can get a win in los angeles <laughs> over herbert and the guys i think you'd buy yourself a little goodwill yeah yeah, yeah. anything award man <laughs> gosh Demony, that's just so bad though unbelievable unbelievable all right gentlemen uh jason i'll see you friday night at a at a local restaurant at our irish place in west indeed you saturday at a florida bound place that's all we got this week and we'll be back wednesday to digest week six and preview week seven you gentlemen have a lovely week all right guys later night thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.